Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Hey guys, welcome to the snooze button. Another week of fun ahead of us. So today I'm going to be talking all about toddler naps. I posted a picture in my Instagram stories this weekend of my son Baker who just turned three, like literally two weeks ago, turned three years old. Um, it was of me, a video of me waking him up from his afternoon nap, which is three hours long. You know, always has been since he moved to one nap and still is. And I got a lot of questions, understandably. Um, and I posted it because I wanted it to be a reminder to people that this is possible. Baker's not a unicorn. He, you know, hadn't been doing flag football all morning. It was just a normal day, but that's what he does each day and still sleeps well through the night. And I realized that this is not necessarily the case for a lot of kids his age. And there are, you know, repercussions for that potentially. So I wanted to talk about toddler naps because I got a buttload of questions about it. And I realized this is something that needs its own its own episode. So the one thing I am not going to talk about today, just to be upfront, is I'm not going to talk about the two to one nap transition because that one is such a beast. Um, and is such a challenge for so many families and there's just so many nuances to it. I want to actually give the two to one nap transition, when to do it, how to do it, common challenges, you know, pitfalls that I see people get into, ways to fix things. All of that is going to be its own episode at some point soon. But for now, I'm really just going to be talking about toddler naps. So toddlers, pre-toddlers who are already on one nap. So let's say this is 18 months and up. And then like, how long do you keep the nap for? How long is it supposed to be? When is it supposed to start? How do you know when to make changes? All of that good stuff. So I want this to be like an overarching thought for you as you're thinking about toddler naps. You need to have data to support any change you make for your kid's sleep. And by that, I mean, you need to be able to look at a long period of time when things have been good And then there's been a change that has not been good outside of anything else major going on, right? Um, You didn't move into a new house. You didn't just bring home a new baby from the hospital. They didn't just start preschool yesterday, right? Like other things, other major things aren't going on at this exact moment. And sleep used to be good. Naps used to be good. Night sleep, whatever. And now suddenly there's like a big problem. That is giving you pause, right? That's saying, I I don't have something else specific and I can identify and say, this is why naps are hard. It would make sense to me that naps are hard the day they start daycare, something, whatever, right? Um, But you don't have any of those things. So it's like, what's causing it? Is this child sleeping too much now, right? They're They're fighting this sleep suddenly. Because oftentimes when I'm working with clients initially, when I'm reviewing their intakes, I'm talking to them on the intake hall, they'll have a younger toddler. They'll have a two year old, a two and a half year old a young three-year-old, and they'll say, you know, he was fighting the naps, she was fighting naps, she screams when we put her in her crib, she, you know, won't stay in her room, etc. Therefore, they don't need a nap anymore. And to that I say, not necessarily. And if a two-year-old especially, definitely not, and probably not even with a three-year-old. Because from my perspective, them not wanting to sleep is not the same as them not needing to sleep, right? It's the same as if your kids are like watching a movie before bed and you're like, bedtime, you guys. Like, no, we don't want to. We want to watch Toy Story. That doesn't mean they shouldn't go to bed. That means they don't want to go to bed. So it's really important when you're thinking through making these adjustments that you're looking at a kid who is happily taking a nap, is happily going to sleep at night, 
but they're just not falling asleep for a really long amount of time. That is something from my perspective we look into. If you have a toddler that you're putting down for naps and they're just rolling around for an hour and a half talking to themselves every day, that tells me something, right? That is that is unusual. Um, and it doesn't always mean they need to drop the nap, but it could be something else that needs to be discussed. So when I say you have the data to support the decision, it means you're seeing a clear pattern of like, they are happy to be going to sleep, but they just aren't, right? They're not falling asleep. And you have a real solid stretch of time that you're looking at too, because everybody's entitled to weird days. Everyone is entitled to even maybe a weird week or two. But if you were seeing that like day after day, week, you know, for several weeks, and again, with nothing else major going on, it's not because you flew to London last week. Again, that could reasonably be why naps are weird, right? But there's nothing else really going on. And you're looking at this and you're like, okay, my three-year-old used to take an amazing three-hour nap every day and everything's fine. Like I put them in their crib or in their bed and they're fine. But again, they're just like hanging out in the crib for an hour and a half until they finally fall asleep something might need to change, right? And, you're, and you've seen that happen day after day after day after day. So have that in your head as you're listening to the rest of these like tips and ideas and ways to look at toddler naps. Like, is this actually a pattern you're, you're seeing? And do we have a child who is otherwise happy to go to sleep? Okay. So I also want to talk about why naps are so important and why I really want families who would like to still have naps in their toddler's life, be able to keep them or bring them back. Um, it's for them and it's for you. I often will ask families if they tell me, you know, emphatically, I really don't think my two-year-old needs a nap anymore or my three-year-old needs a nap anymore. I will ask them, like, tell me a little bit about the difference between their behavior later in the day on nap days and no nap days. Because often in these situations, they're like, well, if we take, you know, a car trip, they'll pass out in the car. Or maybe um, they're in a school that requires, you know, an hour of naps a day or something. And they're only in school three days a week, whatever the situation is. And almost always across the board, I hear one of two things. Either it's like, I mean, they're fine, I guess, but then like, you know, by 6.30, they're like exhausted and they just like pass out, right? Like they're they're going so hard in the paint all day, they just fall asleep immediately. Like they're, they're like lethargic at the end of the day. Sometimes I hear that. Much more often what I hear is on days that they don't get any sleep, they are much less pleasant people. And listen, toddlers can give you a run for your money anyway, right? Like two and three-year-olds can be challenging. And most often what I hear is on days where they're not getting any break in the day and no sleep, they are really difficult. They are fighting with siblings. They are whining. They are crying. They are having meltdowns. They're refusing to eat dinner. They're refusing to put their pajamas on, right? It's just like stuff is piling up and the kids are struggling. So giving them that sleep during the day is so good for them. They really need it. They're so small. They're growing so much. They're doing so much. Their little brains are absorbing so much all day, every day. They're building this foundation of being a human and they need a break. Their their brains need to reset and recharge. Um, So that obviously is for them. And as parents, it's for you too. You know, I always love saying to families that old like, you know, adage, you can't put on your mask. I feel like I should mask is like a triggering um, conversation in 2022, but I'm talking about airplane masks. Um, you can't put on your child's mask until you put on your own, right? And I really do think it's incredibly important for families of toddlers to have a break in the day. And it's not because you don't love your kids and want to spend time with them, but if you are getting a chance to be alone 
as an adult and doing whatever it is you need to do. Maybe you are pregnant and you need to take a nap. Maybe you had a really busy work week and you need to catch up on emails. Maybe you and your partner just would like to like sit down and listen to this podcast or whatever you want to do, you know, have a beer, sit outside in the yard and, and chat with the neighbors. It is so important that you have a chance to reset and recharge because I will speak for myself. I'm a much nicer mom and I'm a much nicer wife. I'm better at my job. All of those things when I have a little bit of a break, right? Like think about how you feel when you go away, like your kids have been at school all day or you went on a short trip or like whatever and you see them for the first time again and you're like, hey, and you're so excited to see them. That's because you've been away from them for a little bit. So good for your kids. They get a break. Their brains get to reset and recharge. Their body gets the sleep that they need. And you as the parent get some time to yourself to do what you need to do so you can be a better parent at dinner time when they are throwing their food on the floor and refusing to eat their vegetables or whatever it is. So at a high level, my perspective, three-year-olds should be napping. Definitely two-year-olds, but three-year-olds too. Some four-year-olds even, but definitely two-year-olds, almost definitely three-year-olds, and a lot of four-year-olds. So that's leading me into the next question you probably have in your head, okay, well, my two, three, four-year-old definitely does not nap. Like, when, in theory, should they be napping? When do naps start? How long should they last? So I want you to think of this as something that's sort of a moving target over time. When your kids initially move to one nap, and like I said, I'm going to talk differently about the two-to-one nap transition in another episode, but at a high level here, we're not dropping a nap when you make that change. You're consolidating the sleep. So Your child should still be taking about three hours of sleep during the day when they move to one nap. So we're talking about a child who's 14 to 18 months. At that point, that break, that nap is really hitting them in the middle of their day. So we expect them to last, you know, let's talk about an 18-month-old, till about noon before they need to take a sleep. So that nap could realistically be from about 12 to 3. So as your toddler gets older... They're not going to need and be ready for that nap until a little bit later in the day. And honestly, I would follow their lead a bit. You're going to end up landing around 1 or 1.30 as their nap start time when possible. Um, But follow their lead a little bit because if you have a newly turned two-year-old who by noon, they just, you know, they're running around a lot, they're going crazy, and by noon they have finished lunch and they are like clearly really tired and ready for their sleep, then you might keep that nap at noon a little bit longer. But if you realize you're, you know, hanging out with them doing stuff and you look at the clock and you're like, oh my God, it's 12.45, but they're still just hanging out and having fun, that could be a great indication that we are ready for a 1 p.m. nap. Again, you want to land eventually somewhere in their second, you know, in in the year that they're two years old, around 1 or 1.30 for that nap. And you keep it for three hours until it starts to impact their night sleep. And I'm really looking at this point when we have toddlers napping that they're sleeping probably from, let's say, about a 7 a.m. wake-up time. They might wake up at 6.30, 6.45, but you're getting them up at 7. And they're going to bed around 7.30. Once you move to a nap, that's a reasonable schedule to have, right? Their bedtime is around 7.30. At some point, when they're around two and a half. And again, this is all a bit nebulous. Sleep needs are different for each kid. This could happen when they're two. It could happen when they're three right? But somewhere around two and a half, a little before or after, 
your child is going to get to a place where they might need a little bit less total sleep. And once they're at a place where they need less total sleep, it's really your decision as the parent thinking through your child's schedule, your family's dynamics, what is best for your household, where you're going to trim back the sleep. They still need to nap and they still need to go to bed at night, obviously, but somewhere things need to be trimmed back. So for some families, that means we're going to shorten the nap a little bit. You know, it used to be a three-hour nap. And based on the the things I discussed at the beginning of the podcast, you know, they're fighting sleep. They were happily going down. It's just taking them forever to fall asleep, whatever. Maybe it's taking them a long time to fall asleep at night. Um, we're going to make this a, a two-and-a-half-hour nap or a two-hour nap. And we're going to keep bedtime at 7.30, right? And again, this is going to be a little bit different for each kid. Maybe their bedtime is 7. They keep bedtime at 7 trim the nap back down to two hours. For another family, they might say, we really cherish that three-hour break. Maybe it's a stay-at-home mom with several kids and there's, you know, a baby who's also sleeping or dad gets off work pretty late at night and like really values time with the kids um, before he, you know, when after he gets home from work. So we're going to move the bedtime back to eight or 8.30, but we're going to keep the three-hour nap. Do you see where I'm going with this? So at some point, it becomes your decision where you want to change things, but you're going to still keep the nap and maybe you trim it back or maybe bedtime moves back. So that is all going to continue happening as your child gets older. So it could even be you have a four-year-old now and we are at an 8 p.m. bedtime and they take a one-hour nap and that's it. They sleep from 1.30 to 2.30. They sleep from 2 to 3, whatever it is, right? So you're making the decision as they get older to trim it all the way back. So... Now the question becomes, okay, I have an older three-year-old, I have a four-year-old, I'm even a five-year-old. And you're like, they really, if they get any sleep, um, they, you know, they used to be a great nighttime sleeper, but now if they get like any amount of sleep, um, it's really hard for them to fall asleep at night. What do you do? Like, what do you do when you've determined for whatever reason that your child's done napping? Here's what you do. Nothing. You do nothing except reframe what nap time is for them. This is, the, this is the dirty little secret. It's not dirty at all. It's great. Quiet time becomes your new best friend because here is the reality. No child goes from needing like a good long nap to no nap overnight. What's going to happen, and it's usually around age four, sometimes older three-year-olds, sometimes even five-year-olds, like I said, this is nebulous, um, is they get to a place where some days they really still need a nap. And other days, they honestly would be fine without a nap. You notice that there was a day your family went to the beach and you were hanging out with friends and doing stuff and they didn't take a nap, but their mood was fine. And you're like, okay, my four my four-year-old or my four-and-a-half-year-old, like they, they probably don't really need a nap anymore. But then maybe there are days where you have like a really fun activity or doing stuff, whatever the reason is, and during nap time, they do sleep for an hour and a half. And, you know, bedtime is still consistent and it's fine. It's not really changing things because there is going to be a period where they need a little bit of both. And that is why quiet time is so amazing. All you're going to say to your child instead of it's time for their nap is if your body feels tired, you can sleep. If you don't feel tired, you can play quietly until quiet time is over. Right. And you're actually starting to put some of the the control into their hands and not forcing them to sleep if they're not tired 
And I'm telling you guys, what is so fantastic about this, and I see it with clients all the time, is once kids, even if they had been kind of fighting naps a little bit before, once they you've taken away the control element, like you must sleep, they really do take it when they need it. So some days, and I, I will tell you that my five-year-old Teddy does this, most days he does not sleep during quiet time. But sometimes on Monday, he had his big like preschool graduation Olympics day, and it was just like a very fun, exciting, crazy day. And he slept for an hour and a half. Um, But most days he doesn't sleep at all. Bedtime is the same no matter what. But he knows when he needs it. He will go and put himself in his bed and I will go in and wake him up at the end of quiet time. And the rest of the time he'll be sitting at his desk or playing on the floor with his transformers or, you know, jumping off his bed into the whatever, doing whatever he wants. Right. So that's when you make that transition. Now, I will tell you for the last section of this podcast being very formal today I want to talk about the most common mistakes that people make families make with dropping naps Um, and it is so often with two-year-olds which is really why I want to catch a lot of you if you have a two-year-old I want you to hear this and think through am I one of these people potentially and could my child and I benefit um, from keeping the nap so really common mistakes are dropping the naps during a growth spurt because you heard me say at the beginning that you need data to support your decision. So I will sometimes have family say to me, I do have the data because for the last two weeks, he just stands and screams in his crib and like will not lay down and go to sleep. And after an hour, it's just like, I'm so sick of it. And, you know, I'm trying to get the baby to sleep or whatever. It's obviously not working. So I just get him up. And so it's clearly time to drop the nap. And growth spurts, I don't like the term sleep regression, but if that's how you think of it, think of it here, often present in resisting sleep when it's still needed. So it is very common for this to happen when kids are around age two and then again around age two and a half. To be clear, not every kid goes through growth spurts that impact their sleep. Obviously, every kid grows and will have spurts like this. For some kids, it's irrelevant to their sleep. For others, you know. I have clients that I'm like, I know you're going to call me when she's 12 months old because that's another common time when this happens um and i'm going to tell you off the bat don't transition to one nap that's not what's happening she is going through a growth spurt it's really common at two and two and a half so a few weeks of that i want you to stick to whatever you've been doing if your two-year-old is standing in the crib and screaming and refusing to sleep that is not because you need to drop the nap it's because they're growing and their brain is like short wiring and we need to keep the nap stay consistent and after a bit of time, it could be one day, it could be three weeks, things will go back to normal, right? And they will be back to taking that nap that they very much need. Another really common reason families will drop the nap is because things change when they move to a bed. Again, I'm going to do an entire podcast episode on why you should not move your two-year-old into a bed. Please don't do it. Free tip. But if that happens, Think about the change in autonomy you just offered your child. They used to be basically in like this little cute, comfortable cage, and now they're just like free balling around your house, or hopefully they're secured in the room, but they're then at least free balling around the room. It's a huge change for them. They're like, whoa, this is amazing. This is crazy. Another reason not to do it too early because it's a lot to handle if you're two, but parents see that happening and they're right. They're like, well, they moved to a bed. I guess they're getting bigger. They don't seem to sleep anymore when I put them in their room. Um, They're just playing, so I guess it's time to drop the nap. Also not a reason. The last really common one that I hear from families is 
they cut the nap because bedtime was getting really hard. Like bedtime battles were coming up. Again, I'm talking often about two-year-olds here. Um, you know, they're stalling at every turn. They're making everything this drawn-out, difficult process for their parents. They're awake for two hours, like c- constantly coming out of the room or calling for you and asking for treats and band-aids and toys and whatever the thing is. Um, and so the parents think, you know what, maybe, again, they're just not tired. Um, we'll cut the nap. And then I'll hear like, yeah, well, now now that we cut the nap, you know, they just pass out at bedtime. That's not a good thing from my perspective. I want your child to go to bed happy and relaxed and ready to sleep, but I do not want them like passing out. I mean, imagine if you were struggling to sleep and you were like, okay, I'm just going to stay up till 1 a.m. until like my eyelids are physically burning into the back of my head and then I will just like pass out in my clothes face down on the pillow. That's not a good feeling and it's not good sleep hygiene. Now, do I understand why parents do that? Of course. I mean, logically, if if you're watching your child take two hours to fall asleep at night and giving you a total run for your money, it makes sense to consider, do I drop the nap? But that brings me full circle now here to the first thing I told you, which is you have to have the data to support this happening. And that has to mean that your kid is happily going to bed but is just not falling asleep for a really long time, not just a quick growth spurt. Um, Because what will happen in these cases when I'm with clients and I will say, do me a favor, listen, if you want to change it in a month, I'm I'm none the wiser, I will not know. But for now, please, we're going to work on the bedtime routine. We're going to get them happy in their room. We're going to get them safe in their room. We're going to get them excited, so to speak, to go to sleep. And we're going to bring back the nap. And you know what happens? They start napping again. But they're also able to go to sleep easily at night. It wasn't the bedtime being too early. It wasn't that they didn't need a nap. It's that they like weren't excited to go to bed. They were not happy in their rooms. They were obsessed with negotiating with their parents and dragging out the process. It wasn't related to how much sleep they actually needed. So my point being there, before you make a decision like this, work on just getting your child happily and contently going to sleep before you can say, we don't need a nap anymore or we need to dramatically trim it. So I hope that gives you some food for thought. I love talking about toddlers and their naps because good napping toddlers make the world go round. And that is what I love, love, love hearing from families after we work together. Um, Most common with toddlers, it's just about how much better their moods are you know it's like they need the sleep yes but remember sleep is the foundation to everything else no one is in a good mood when they're exhausted and you know and then thus cranky so we want your two-year-old eating better as a result of sleeping better we want them to be in a better mood relating to you better and again you have a break in the day so that you can be the best version of yourself so i hope this gives you some encouragement i know that toddler naps are tough And I don't want it to seem like I'm implying this is a very easy thing to do because it can be tough. Kids can really give you a run for your money. Obviously, if you want to work with me on it together, you know where to find me. But please know that even if you have a kid who hasn't taken a nap in a year and you're like, oh my God, I wish this was my reality, it can be. I see it all the time. I even have kids. I had one who graduated yesterday who was five years old, hasn't napped in years. Um, And now he's doing quiet time, happily, goes to his room, does quiet time. It is absolutely possible. So that is your weekly motivation to get napping and I'll see you guys next week.
Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneysheehansleep. 